Lord has, has just continued to add and continue to bless upon our hearts these verses and this chapter. And what they mean for the church. What they mean for the child of God. And I pray that if you've not been able to be here every service that you go back and watch them because, listen, uh, they're important. They kind of go together. They kind of go in sequence with one another. And I want you to hear them. And, and listen, I, I want us to understand together important teachings in these verses. The Bible says, Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. There you go. There's salvation by Jesus alone. Amen. Only he could do that. Only he could sanctify the people, his own people, by his own blood. Amen. I, only Jesus could do that. Suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Hallelujah. Been singing about that. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Amen. That, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, I'm going to do that. Amen. I'm going to continue to do that. Some folk think that might be a little loud. Amen. I'm all right with that. But I'm going to be obedient to what that verse says. I'm going to be continually praising God. Amen. I'm going to continue with my voice. I'm going to continue, uh, listen, to give him thanks for all that he has done for an old sinner like me. Then the apostle says, But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And interested in pleasing anybody else, amen, but I do want to please him, amen. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading of His Word. You may be seated. As we look into the Word of God this morning, I, I want to put you in a place, I, I want to put you in a, in, a, in a position for just a moment. I, I want you to think with me for just a moment that, you know, that you've got this special event. Amen. You've got this special event. That you're going to be attending. It's big. I mean, it's a big event. It's a formal event. Amen. Perhaps maybe a, 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 a wedding. You know, maybe even a, a family wedding. Something of that size, you know. And, and, and I want you to think about preparing and getting ready. Getting ready. You see, whenever we have such events, amen, whenever we have such moments in our life, we want to look our best, don't we? Amen. We want to be as attractive uh, as humanly possible. Are you with me? Now, that takes some planning, that takes some time, that takes some energy, amen, in order to make that happen. I mean, the hair has to be all did right, you know. It, it requires a, a, a fabulous outfit in which to wear. Amen. What you got in the closet ain't enough. 
You know, what you got in the closet won't do. No, we got to go buy something. Amen. We got to have something special. Something we ain't never wore before. Amen. Something that'll be head turning when we walk through the door. Are you with me? Everything got to be just right. And then the moment comes. Amen. Don't even get me started on the makeup. That's got to be special, God. But the moment comes, and you've gone through all of this process, amen, and you've got it all together, amen, and the hair is fixed and the makeup's in place, you know, and you got the fabulous outfit on, and then you get that first look in the mirror. Amen. You get that first look in the mirror. Stunning. Amen. You look up the word stunning in the dictionary, your picture will be there. I mean, boys, everything is just, I mean, just as it was planned, just as you thought it out in your mind, everything's come together, and you're very well pleased with the outcome. Attractive. This whole series that we've been focused on is talking about Spiritual attractiveness, not physical. Spiritual. How do I look my best spiritually? How am I the most attractive to the world in which I live? Amen. Well, we all live in a world. Amen. Amen. You don't. You don't go home, shut the door, and lock it up, and come back next Sunday, right? I mean, you're, you're out there somewhere, amen? How do I make sure that I'm spiritually appealing unto others? Now, we've already talked about how significant this is with God. We've already talked about what the Bible has to say about that and how it brings glory to God and how it wins others to the saving Knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said Wednesday night, and I'm going to repeat this one. It's really simple. It's really simple. It's one of two things. You are either, because you've already, you've already proclaimed that you're a Christian. Amen. You've already identified yourself with Christ. That's okay. That's good. That's good. You should. Amen. Everybody around you ought to know that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that you're not ashamed of. Because if we're ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of who? Yeah. We don't want that. Amen. So you've already identified your relationship with Christ. And the world has associated you with that identity. You're either attractive as a Christian or you're discouraging as a Christian. Folks saying, if that's a Christian, the woods are full of it. I didn't say it'd be easy. 
but it's one or the other. It's one or the other. You're either appealing to others to want to be like you, or you're discouraging others from being anything like you. That's how important it is. And the apostle in the Holy Scriptures is addressing that attractiveness. Amen? Listen, what does it look like? What does it look like? That's why I started out with the physical attraction because we make up within our minds, you know, what it's going to take to be physically attractive. Amen? So what does it take? What must I put on? What must I look like to be spiritually attractive? Well, look with me in verse 1. Now, I opened this up Wednesday night, but I want to go back again because in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 1, very short, very simple verse, but if you want to be attractive, Spiritually. There's no greater beauty than what is described in that verse of Scripture. There is nothing hanging in the spiritual closet, amen, that comes close to what the apostle says in verse 1. Let me read it for you. He says, listen, let brotherly love, what? Let brotherly love continue. You're never more attractive to the people around you than when you're loving one another. Give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. On the opposite side of that, you're never uglier than when you refuse to love. Nobody wants to be a part of that. That's not going to attract anyone. Amen? The apostle puts together in that one verse the greatest, most attractive cloak that we can put on. And that is brotherly love. But notice with me, there's an assumption there that is made because he's appealing to the church. He's writing to the church. He's writing to believers in Jesus Christ. He says, let it continue. In other words, the apostle is saying that it's already present. It's already there. Love, listen, listen, church. Love is not something you need to pray about. Amen? Love is not something that we should be having to search for. You know, seek, knock, and it shall be open unto you. Seek and you shall find. And no, love doesn't qualify as something that we're in search of. How do I find this love? No, it's already present. It's already given. And so the apostle says, listen, when he says let brotherly love continue, the apostle is saying, just let it continue to flow. It's already there. Just don't mess it up. Make sure it's not stagnant. Make sure it keeps moving. 
like a river. Amen. The Bible tells us, for example, in Romans chapter 5, just look with me on the projector, we won't turn for time's sake, but in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, listen to this verse, and this sums it all up for us. This speaks to every Christian, to every believer, and the apostle writes and says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. What a verse, amen. A lot of absolutes in, in that one verse of Scripture. Absolute number one is that the Holy Ghost is given to all of us as Christians. No one excluded, amen. No one's going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and say, whoops, somehow the Holy Ghost gave me. Nope. Every believer has the gift of the Trinity and the person of Trinity, the Holy Spirit within us. And what that brings along as a gift is the very love of God. Not just any love. The very love of God shed abroad in our hearts. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? It's just good math. The very love of God shed abroad in our hearts. That's why when I see Christians behaving opposite of that verse of Scripture, when I see believers, testifying believers, uh, behaving themselves uh, and acting themselves uh, opposite of that Scripture, I've got, I've got questions. You see, this isn't, this isn't of you, this isn't of me, it's of God, once again. It's of God. And that the very love of God is shed abroad by that of the Holy Spirit within our hearts. Amen. Uh, he also wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 9, he said these words, But as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you. I don't have to write about that. I don't have to preach about that. You already know. He says, For you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. We look, we look in our bank accounts. We, we look in our bank accounts to see how much money we have or don't have, right? I mean, whichever side of the street you live on, amen? And so we plan thereby, amen? Woo, we better tighten up a little bit, amen? That's free spending, we'll have to stop, amen? We've got to cook more. We, we look in the bank account so we get a balance of how much is there or how little is there. You do not have to look in the bank account of your heart to know how much love is there because the love of God is there. And with the love of God being there, there's always enough love. Amen. You're not going to exhaust. You're not going to overspend. 
you're not going to bankrupt the account, amen, of the love of God that already exists within our hearts. So that's what the apostle is sharing here. But now listen, he says in John chapter 13 and verse 34, he says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. There's the standard, there's the boundary. How much are we to love one another? Jesus says, as I have loved you. That you also love one another. And then I love verse 35 because he says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. Again, we're talking about how to be spiritually attractive to the world in which we live. Jesus says, the identity of your relationship to me and my relationship to you hinges upon the love that you show and have for one another. That's the words of Jesus. Jesus says it's a testimony. It is a, it's a declaration. It is making known to the world in which we live day by day by day by day that we're disciples of Christ because we love one another. Love one another. Why am I here? Why are you here? It's because we love one another. Amen. Because we love one another. Because within us exists an amazing love of God. You know, I shared Wednesday night before the Lord saved me I didn't care about any of you. I didn't care if the doors of any church were open or closed. I didn't care to be a church. I didn't care to be around church people. Amen. But the moment, the moment the Lord saved me, I had a desire to be in the house of the Lord. And to be around God's people. There was a love in my heart that had never been there before. Didn't exist before. Give the Lord some praise. That's good stuff right there. Amen. You see, let me get, let me get down here on your left. I'm going to upset some people. What happens a lot of times in relationships is that folks move from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship. Amen. Because they think they find something better in another relationship. Are you with me? Amen. Not happy with the one they had. Amen. And so they look for another relationship to try to fill that void. And that lack of 
happiness. I'm being cautious to not add the word love because a lot of folk don't have a clue what love is. Other than for themselves. Other than for that of themselves. Now I know, listen to me, you listen carefully because I'm going to close this up. I know that God has a place for every body. And I'm, I'm good with that. And I believe that everybody has a rightful choice to decide where that place is. I'll always decide where my rightful place is. Amen. That's between the Lord and myself only. And all I've ever said, all I've ever prayed, all I've ever sought for, and I'm telling you, from the very moment I became pastor at New Hope to this very present day, I still pray the same way. I just want to be, Lord, where you want me to be. That's all. I want to serve where you want me to serve. I want to fellowship where you want me to fellowship. Amen. You see, I, I don't want to be church hop. I don't want to be relationship seeking. Amen? There's a love of God in my heart that exists for all of God's people. I don't care where the church is. Amen? I'm going to go to Blues Grove, good Lord willing. The rapture don't take place tonight. Amen? Rapture takes place. We won't worry about it. Amen? But I'm going to go worship together with folks there that I have a love for already because the love of God is present in my heart. Amen. I don't have to look for it. I don't have to worry about if I left it at home or not. I left something at home today. Amen. I'm going to leave it at that. That I meant to bring. But anyway, love's not one of Goes with me everywhere I go. Goes with you everywhere you go. Now let me let me bear down a moment. I mean, it's worse. The love, the love of God does not only include a church, but includes all people. Yes, it has to continue here as the apostle wrote. Let brotherly love continue. Let it continue to flow in here by all means. But it doesn't stop here. It doesn't end here. It's got to go beyond those doors. It's got to go beyond these walls. It's got to go out into the world. So that the world also knows our identity with Christ. Notice what he says in Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13 verses 2 and 3. <laughs> he goes from letting brotherly love continue, to, uh, continuing, but he go, then he goes to verse 2 and says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. 
For thereby, for thereby, some have entertained angels unawares. Isn't that an odd verse? We'll get to it in just a second. He says, Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them. Many of them were thrown in prison in that day, of course, for their religion, for their faith, for their Christianity. Cast into prison, family separated. Amen. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them. And them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Jesus put it this way. He said in Luke chapter 6 and verse 36, But love, but love you your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest. Eddie, keep that verse up there. Never mind. You know, <laughs> some people are easier to love than others. We, we, we know that. But Jesus said, that our love, because it's the love of God, is supposed to extend to all people, even to our enemies. Even to our enemies. It's hard enough loving people we like. Amen. But when you've got to show love, you know, it's not enough. Listen, church, it's not enough to say, well, I love I ain't going to do nothing for them, but I love them. No, 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 that's not love. That's not love. Love is action. And Jesus makes that perfectly clear. Jesus says, love your enemies. Do good to them. Notice what he says at the end of the verse. He says, listen, and you shall be the children of the highest for he, your God, the very God that put His love in your heart. What is He? He says, listen, for He is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Amen. You're going to be like Him. you got to be kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Let me close with this. I love the balancing scale of Jesus that he uses in this verse of Scripture. Notice, let me just call it out again. He says, listen, do good and lend open for nothing again. You know how we do? This is how we do. I don't mind giving. I don't mind putting out there. I don't mind helping. As long as I'm getting back. See, we're raised that way. We're taught that way. As long as what I'm given has some returns for me. Amen? As long as things Balance and swing in my favor. I don't mind doing preacher. I don't mind giving. 
That's not what Jesus said. Is it? No, Jesus said, do, expecting nothing. Expecting nothing in return. You see, we're looking for reward in the wrong place. We're looking for the people that we reach out to. We're looking for the people that we help to show some thankfulness, show, show at least a little respect, show some gratitude for crying out loud. Didn't mama raise you no better? We're looking in the wrong place for return. Because what Jesus said, Jesus said, don't even worry about it. He said, just lend, give, put it out there. Wanting nothing. Why? <laughs> I got to put plus back on read that. And your reward shall be great. In other words, Jesus said, heaven knows. Heaven knows. Isn't that all that matters? Heaven knows. And heaven will reward. I'm going to ask them to come get an invitational song ready, church. And I'm going to ask this church to bow with me all over the house of God. Keep your seat. Don't stand just yet. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Some of you have already heard. Some of you have already jumped on board. God has provided an opportunity. God has motivated your pastor's heart. God has moved upon some of you. You're going to be hearing a term more and more and more. And the term is outreach ministry. We're going to be reaching out more. We're going to love our neighbors. We're going to love our community. We're going to love our enemies. Uh, we're going to continue to reach out, expecting nothing in return, identifying with our personal relationship with Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, and we're going to continue to love them and love them and love them. With the love of God shed abroad, in our hearts. That means we're going to get busy. That's going to take all of us working together to make that happen. Now I know this, some folks are going to say, listen, preacher, that sounds good, but I, I, I hear you, preacher, but whew, I got enough problems of my own. I got enough problems to worry about. You know, sometimes you get enough of that going on in the church, it spills over in the church. Sometimes folks say, Preacher, ain't we got enough things around here to worry about rather than try to involve everybody else? You know the fastest path to forget about your trouble? Help somebody else. That's the fastest path I know. Amen. Start helping other people. Start doing good. Start lending. Start lending. Start giving out to them. Amen. That's the fastest path you have. I want to say one last thing. Jesus, it's Jesus. I'm going to go back to that verse. When he said, entertaining strangers, 
Because some unawares have entertained angels. You know, I know that verse is there. I do, Eric. Every time the Lord puts somebody in front of me that I don't know, I think about that verse. I do. I think about, Lord, who have you put in front of me today? I don't know these people. What that verse simply says is just sometimes you don't know. Sometimes heaven don't want you to know. Amen? Sometimes you don't know and sometimes heaven don't want you to know. It's Old Testament. A couple occasions New Testament. But you never know who the Lord might have put in front of you. We don't know as a church everyone that the Lord is going to put in front of us. But Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 25. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, now this is going to happen in heaven. Are you with me? This, this, this is future stuff. This is what's going to happen in heaven. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? Lord, when did we see you a stranger and took you in, or naked and clothed you? Lord, when did we see you sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have did, done it unto one of the least of these my brothers, you've done it unto me. Book closed. Stand with me. Stand with me as we get ready to sing. I want to be a part of this. Amen. I want us to be a part of this. Amen. I just want us to continue to yield ourselves to the leadership of the Lord, the direction the Lord has taken us. Amen. I, I don't know. I'm excited. Amen. I'm always excited. Amen. I'm looking forward to 2023 and what God has in store. Amen. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. We need to be praying for it. We need to be praying for it. Maybe you're here today and you say, Preacher, I need to get saved. I need a personal relationship with Christ. You might be saying, Preacher, I need to be baptized. Preacher, I want to join the church. I want to be a part of this outreach ministry. I want to work and serve together. Whatever the need might be, altars open as we sing.